everybody. Your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. And we've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. Today is episode 264, Easy Fall Centerpiece Ideas, and you can find the show notes for today's episode at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 264. And today's a really fun one. We're in, we're in uh, well in the swing of things for fall, and we're going to talk about ways to uh, beautify that horizontal surface, maybe that dining room table with something really pretty for fall. You know, all you need in your house is one or two really gorgeous centerpieces and then just a little bit of accents here and there to just make your house look so beautiful, so in season and um, give it that real lift that we all love to have during the fall. So girls, uh, what is your favorite place to put a centerpiece? My dining room table. Um, Mm -hmm. My dining room is kind of the center of the house. You have to walk through it. You can see it from the front door, I should say. And then Uh you have to walk through it to get to the kitchen. It's the quickest route. that So everybody usually goes through there. So I always like to have something on my center table that's really pretty. Um, I would say I would use the term centerpiece sort of loosely because Mm -hmm. it, you know, it definitely has different looks uh, as we go through the year. But as we tend towards the fall and into the holiday season, it does get to be a little bit more elaborate, if you will, and maybe a little bit more traditional in the centerpiece sense of the Mm -hmm. word. Mm -hmm. So that's where I like to have something. And then in my kitchen, we have that, uh, crate and barrel metal and marble table. I love that table. Thank you. I know, really, that was a good find. You don't, I don't put something in the center because that would kind of get in the way. Is that where you eat meals with your family? Lots of times we do. We haven't, uh, you know, I have to say in the summer, sometimes we sit outside, but that is probably the one that we, we sit Mm -hmm. at the most. We do sit in the dining room sometimes, but you know, we, we, we eat late. Everybody's going all over the place. And sometimes there's just three of us because maybe somebody's at volleyball or somebody's babysitting and they're not coming home till later. So primarily we do. But for the day-to-day, during the day when no one's sitting there, I like to have a tray at one end and I'll have something there, whether it's even you know an apple with a little vase with something cut and maybe a candle or something like that. It just feels sort of nude Mm and naked in the mm -hmm, room if I don't have mm -hmm. something there. Even though it's not a big to-do, it's just I I like to have something there. Anita, what about you? Where do you put a centerpiece? Well, I love to do it also on my dining room table or maybe my breakfast room table. And I like also having things on the center of my island. But the thing about it is I don't like anything too tall there because it, I feel like that's where, you know, there's someone sitting across on the other side of the island talking to me while I'm cooking. So I'm really fussy about, I've kind of gotten where I don't even put things there anymore. So Mm -hmm. yeah, the dining room and the breakfast room. And, and it's kind of what Kelly was talking about. I think that's a good point is to kind of think about the room and what vantage points do you have where you can see that room? Right. How you use that room. That's very important. You're right. Well, there's so many beautiful things you can put on a table for fall. And, um, you know, fall is probably my favorite season. 
and uh, it's like pumpkin land here in Lancaster County. So uh, one thing that I love to do, and I've done this on a dining room table, is I have a big old shutter and I put it on my table. I mean, it's pretty big. Um, it, uh, I, I can put place settings around it. And then I just tumble this rambly swath of pumpkins, uh, like the Cinderella pumpkins and the green pumpkins and the white pumpkins sort of tumbling down that. And I fill that in. My favorite thing to fill that in with, believe it or not, is pine cones because pine cones and pumpkins look really beautiful together. Oh, yeah. You always say that pine cones are not just Mm -hmm. for Christmas. And I have to say, I agree. I Mm -hmm. picked up some pine cones and I was thinking of you, Yvonne. I don't even know if I had a chance to tell you this yet, but when I was in the Pacific Northwest hiking a few weeks ago, um, there were pine cones, beautiful, perfect, pristine pine cones. And so I picked up a whole little cluster of them and I thought to myself, I'm just going to decorate with them right away when I get home, just like Yvonne says. And I did. I just kind of just mm-hmm. rolled them right out on the dining room table, mixed them with the tapers and whatever else I had going on there. It looks so pretty. And nobody said, oh my gosh, you know, it's not You're using pine cones. So oh my gosh. I like to do things on the center of my dining room table that when together, make a bit more of a presence, but then I can mm-hmm. break them apart. I did this a lot in my uh, book and people seem to really respond to that. I, and one in particular was the Christmas uh, floral arrangement that I did in three different silver vases and different Yes. Vases. I love and, that. And then I just did, I did one that's sitting there now and it's in a long wooden trough. And inside the trough are three separate mason jars and you could fill them with flowers you could fill them mm-hmm. with wheat if you don't feel like you know refilling the water or uh, you know twi- like even faux stems or bittersweet or something like that that's nice because if you are using your table you could of course take it all off if you wanted to but you can break it apart when people are going to sit there and then it's not um uh, visually uh, impacting your conversation or anything like that, because now it's mm-hmm. three separate smaller vases that you can just spread across the table. And then when they're not there and you want to have a little bit more of a wow in the center of your table, you can put it all back together, whether it's, you know, it's corralled on a tray or whether it's in a wooden trough like I have now, or some other sort of long rectangular box works really well. Whether it be like a wooden box, you can sometimes find those at, you know, like nurseries or plant shops. And that's a good way to be able to enjoy it when the table's in use and also when it's just there for, you know, the prettiness of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's a great idea. Well, and you all talked me into using that wooden trough for my farm and putting it on my breakfast room table, but I filled it with those beautiful velvet pumpkins that we all adore. Mm. It's now so heavy, it takes two people to take move that thing. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, it's a little oversized. So be careful what size. I mean, really a smaller mm-hmm. size, I think, would probably be better. And, you know, and you both made such good points because you're talking about how to sort of break things down, how it's, like, too heavy. You have to be careful. You can you can do a centerpiece. I do. I have something on my dining room table all the time, and it tends to be high. Like, I love this. I have a big gray urn. It's huge. And I fill it with something seasonal. And then I spread, which especially in the fall and the winter, a lot of candles on either side because I like that, the glow. Um, But if I'm having company, I try to keep my centerpieces lower. So it's really important. Are you decorating 
uh, for a table that is not going to be used or are you decorating for a table that people are going to actually sit down and eat? Yeah, and that's a real mm-hmm. problem. I mean, if you have to see people across, like I was saying in my island, that can be an issue or if you're sitting down to a meal. So I, you know, I, to me, there's two different ways. It's what you're doing when the table's not in use and then what you're going to use when your table is in use. So I often have something rather large when it's not in use. But then when people are sitting there, you know, I really try not to have it, you know, anything more than about a foot tall. That's why pumpkins work so great. Because they're oh, just I love the, pumpkins. they're just the right size. Here's something else that you can use for the fall. And um don't turn your nose up on these, but use mums. They come in so many beautiful colors. And I look at them as long-term cut flowers because they last a long, long time. And sometimes I can get almost, I can get a a month out of them before they start looking a little shabby. And I do have a few secrets that I'm actually going to post about in, I think in a week and a half from now, I think that's on on the editorial calendar. But So you're not going to share those with us now? I mean, I don't <laughs> Not think I'm going to be able to sleep. Well, I, I just know. think if you live in an area like I do, where it's cooler outside than it is in, I take, I once in every few days, I let my pump, I mean, let my mom sit outside. Oh, because they just Here get my a little. Moms would be crying. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're on the window. Exactly, and um, you know, sometimes you've got to keep them watered well, and and there's a few other things and all. If you want to um, head over to Stone Gable in a, uh, about a week and a half, you can see it there. But um, don't don't let them sit in those black plastic pots. It's okay if they're in the pots, and you know, I used to literally take them out and transplant them. But sometimes that shocks them. So I don't do that anymore. They're happy for their life in that plastic pot. But the idea is, is now you've got to find something to put the pot in. And so you want to find three pretty containers. They really, I have two um, uh, champagne buckets that they fit in. I've got another one that's a little bit too small. But I also have some big white um bowls. Uh, and one is actually that you put beverages in like, you know, cold beverage, uh, ice and cold beverages. And a really big pot of mums fits in that perfectly. So you just want to scout around and find something or an olive basket that it fits in and they look beautiful on a table. And then you don't feel so bad, at least around here, they're quite inexpensive, probably a lot less expensive than a bouquet of flowers. And then you can just switch them out when they're looking a little bit, you know, seen better Ruby. days. Yeah. 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 Talking about using pine cones or maybe pumpkins or something in a dough bowl or something, there's a little secret that we all use a lot, and that is to buy some moss and I spread love that moss. around. I mean, I the moss it. is really works so well year round. I mean, that's something I think that it's good to have in your decorating arsenal year round. And then you just put mm-hmm. on top of it, whatever is seasonal, maybe in the spring, you're going to put the bird's nest and the eggs for the fall. You can do the pumpkins, wintertime, pine cones. I mean, just, it all looks great on top of that moss. Everything looks better with moss. As I age, I might add moss everywhere around myself as well. It's like mulch in the garden, Mm -hmm. you know, just like put a little around my eyes. But moss is great. I used it. You know, you can find those inexpensive wire baskets or the the one I'm coming to mind that I have has handles, but again, it's that rectangular shape. And so I used that 
by filling it with moss, because you don't want to just like plonk in a pot and certainly you don't want to plonk in one of those plastic ones that you get at the nursery or the the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So you want to disguise that so you could get the moss. I tend to either use the, so the, you know, that um, taupey, dovey, grayish, brownish one is usually mm-hmm. the one I choose, but mm-hmm. they have pretty green ones too that you might want to consider. Like the to- sphagnum, not the sphagnum moss. That would be, yeah, <laughs> I slips my mind. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, this one is more. It's not. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't break apart. It's kind of like it's like it's the stuff that web. hangs from the trees. Yeah, Spanish moss. in Savannah. Yes, yeah, Spanish, Spanish moss. moss. So mm-hmm. you can buy that on Amazon. You can buy that at your local nursery or co- probably probably maybe Costco. I don't go there, but maybe uh, definitely Home Depot and places like that. So. Sort of like some of the other things we say to you, buy an extra bag or two. You can always return it rather than going back and then they don't have the one you want. So buy maybe four bags or so, and then you can just sort of stretch it out and you play with it and you fill one of those wire baskets. So you're seeing the moss through the wire basket and then you can slip in your mums uh, or mm, your whatever pretty. other you know plants that you're talking mm-hmm. about. You could do boxwood, you could do whatever you wanted. Um, but And then you could tuck in little pumpkins too, because if they're just a little baby boos, they might be kind of buoyed by the moss. And you can make such a pretty arrangement like that. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful on your table. The moss, I would, I would make that creation outdoors. Because when you open the mm-hmm. bag and then you start pulling the moss apart, moss you're going to yeah, you're gonna be emailing <laughs> me like, Kelly, why did you tell me to do this? I have it all mm-hmm. over my house. Mm-hmm. But it it once you pull it apart and you put it in place, it unless you're banging into it, it doesn't move very much. It's just when you're stretching it. You know, and also I keep thinking acorns, but acorns are so small. Now I use them to small. adorn like the uh, the bottom around uh, a centerpiece. But if you can, if you uh, buy glass cylinders, they look so pretty with like walnuts and acorns and um, almond nuts all f- filling these beautiful. Um, cylinders, and then you can put a little candle on top of that. You know, oh, like a little. Yeah, that's a great mm-hmm. idea. Like not a votive, but like one that you know, one that is not in the um, silver that sort of sits on its own. It's a, it's a bigger votive, and you can put a candle on top of that and it looks beautiful. But you were talking about the green moss; it would look really beautiful if you put a little bit of that in the bottom of a cylinder and then oh, filled it up yeah. with something. And especially yeah. if they're grouped together and they have different nuts or you can use popcorn um, and with your acorns oh, yeah. and your walnuts. That is such a pretty look. How easy well, is see. that? Yeah. And that, that just brought to mind something that everybody seemed to really enjoy. So I'll mention again for any of our new listeners, which we have a lot of. So welcome to them. Um, I put it might be the two falls ago, in a glass container. And it wasn't a particularly tall one, maybe eight inches tall or something like that. And that mine had a lid, but yours doesn't have to. Just a whole bunch of fresh orange crayons. Yes, you told me about how cute. It was so cute and really whimsical and not something like I would normally do because it's a little too sort of whimsy for me, but it was (laughs) – I. I don't know how, why I had all these orange crayons and I had this empty jar and I thought, what am I going to put in there? And whatever I was trying, I was doing it on a bookshelf and whatever I was putting in there was brown and the bookshelf was wooden <laughs> and it was just, just fading away. It wasn't having any impact. So mm-hmm. I, thought, I just thought of these crayons and one of our wonderful listeners uh, wrote in to let us know that you can buy crayons in single color packs. FYI. <laughs> so on Amazon? 
Probably. I don't, I don't know where that was. I'll have to see if I can find that link. But um, I wouldn't use that necessarily on a table centerpiece, but that's a really cute idea on a side vignette mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah. or at a bookshelf. I think so. That's a great idea. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Well, here's something else that's really hot right now, and and it's that beautiful seeded eucalyptus. Yeah. Oh, I as love as a layer. That. Oh, everybody, especially the blogs. You look on uh, when it's time to decorate a mantle or a tablescape or something. You will see seeded eucalyptus, and I can only get it in where I live at a florist. But I know that if you have a big flower market um, near you, I know that um, you Kelly can get it right. Well, I got mine at Trader Joe's and I used oh, it in my- Oh, Trader Joe's. Yeah. It was only two ninety nine for a bunch of, uh, for a nice handful. So I got a few bunches and I used oh, it in wow. the YouTube video for the entry. And it, mm-hmm. it's so pretty because oh. I brought um, one of my rusty urns in from the garden and I put it by my bench. And I so I just let the eucalyptus, I put it in on a big glass cylinder in water. You know, it still needs water. It's going to dry out mm-hmm. on you, even though mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's- you know, it kind of is technically branches, but it just dripped over. And then I sat up. So, it was so easy. I just, there you go right on top of mm-hmm. it. And I could just see that like on a cake pedestal yeah. with branches of that sort of, um, uh, going around in a circle, you know, really looking pretty with the little seated parts sort of falling over oh, and then having just a big beautiful. Cinderella pumpkin on it. Well, and yeah. you know, the thing is the, the retailers have gotten wise to the fact that, Although we love our orange pumpkins, some of us demand more. Some of us <laughs> demand more options. So, I mean, there's just so many different choices now where you can go to about anywhere and they have the green mm-hmm. pumpkins and the kind of pink pumpkins and the white ones. So, I mean, we got a bunch of pumpkins, uh, well, at tr- our Trader Joe's for our booth at Beach Spoke Decor mm-hmm. at Round Top. I grabbed up a bunch of little white pumpkins and a big green one. But, you know, even, I mean, Walmart, I noticed, had a bunch of pumpkins as well that were little white ones. So, Well, yeah, let me I give you a little hint anywhere. because we, we just have them. First of all, you, I could walk like a quarter of a mile down the road and there'd be this huge field of pumpkins. There are fields of pumpkins everywhere around here and a lot of orange, but other ones as well. And we have a lot of Amish farms that sell sell them in the, on the back of their big wagons and things that are pulled down the lane out towards the road, but uh, put a box in your car in the fall. So in case you go decide, Oh, I'm going to get that pumpkin. It's not rolling around in your car somewhere. So I always keep a box and I have a little SUV. So I keep a box. Ding, ding, ding. Because they'll That's roll fun. around and they will get damaged. So put a, it can be a low box, a wide, but a big box in the back of your car, big cardboard box, and just keep it in there all fall long because you never know when you're going to pick up that pumpkin for your centerpiece. Well, and oh, imagine experiencing <laughs> the heartbreak of choosing the perfect stem and then uh, hearing uh, it roll uh, on the trunk and, and snap, the snap, too. the telltale snap. Oh, that's, that's awful. Hard, right. I know. <laughs> but I remember, know. don't let it sit there. Pry it off. Yeah. Let it dry out. Put it in a baggie and put it in your underwear drawer. Exactly. Because that's where we all keep our dried stuff. Okay. Oh, my gosh. There's been so many people have that have been giggling saying that to me. <laughs> you know where my pumpkin stems are? I'm like, so <laughs> if you, that's right. So if you want to know. I know. <laughs> you put it in your underwear drawer. Um, and there's also 
make sure you're using lanterns. I mean, there's lant. I, I love my candlesticks and I particularly love to use um, anything that's sort of shiny because it gets dark early. And if I have, I've got some really great candles on timers, like that I have the timer in my hand and can do it. It's just such a nice, it's such a nice uh, uh, commodity. It's a little luxury. I do like real candles, but then again, I'm always afraid I'm going to burn my house down if I leave one on. And I love to look at them. Like even if I'm sitting in or in the kitchen or sitting in the family room, I can still see sort of the flicker in um, the reflection of the French doors. So I love that. But use lanterns. Lanterns look so beautiful on a table. Now, this is a table that you're not going to use, have somebody sit down to. This is going to be how it looks when it's just decorated because most lanterns are pretty tall. Yeah. I know this is a little off um, the table, so to speak, mm-hmm. but I did take one of those lanterns and it never occurred to me. I had them. I have a couple of those bigger lanterns on the ground in my porch and I had various things in them, like some moss and some whatever, some willow balls and whatnot. And I thought, why don't I just put one of those candles in there? And it's so nice. Now I have it on the timer and it's right by my door mixed in with my container plants and it just goes on at night. It looks so pretty. We like those here because of the convenience they give you. And now they look so realistic. They flicker. And sometimes I think, mm, did I put that? Is that a real candle or is that one of my luminaries? I'm not quite sure because I do keep a lot of candles on in the evening, in the fall, and in the winter. Another thing, Anita, and I know that you do this and I'm surprised mm-hmm. you've not said anything yet. What about those sheaths of re- of, of wheat? Oh, yeah. I love using those. Mm-hmm. Well, and I had mentioned it recently. So I thought, well, maybe I'm not going to say oh, it this but time. Maybe but they it didn't is a great that thing to one. do. <laughs> yeah, don't That's that. true. No, it's a, it's a fabulous thing to use. And it looks so pretty. And I think the thing that we all three agree on is natural is the best way to go if you can. So to bring the natural wheat or the real pumpkins and then, you know, I mean, some other things are nice as well, but the real is, is just so elegant for your table and, and, and simple too. Now I have not been, yes, I so agree with you, Anita, but don't put it past me to throw in a a faux pumpkin that I've painted. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think that's wonderful too. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sometimes if we are, uh, especially because we're bloggers, we start fall very early, like in August. And if we're asked to do something for a company or we're on some kind of a tour, it's very difficult to find pumpkins in August. So we usually go with faux by then, but then I'm sort of replacing them out. And here's another thing. This is another little tip for you. If you love those little white baby boos like I do, I just love them. And if you get them in September by the, you know, you can keep them to Thanksgiving. The issue is, is I, I actually will, will, I'll put a, I'll put a link to my post on how to let them, keep them lasting longer. But if you don't like them orange and that's all you can find, you can paint them mm-hmm, and you can paint true. real ones and they, it works perfectly. Yeah. So, I think that's a great option mm-hmm. if you don't want the orange. Absolutely. But, but it's a, but it surprised me how many places have the little baby boos in white these days. Mm-hmm. Now they so do. just take a look around. You'll probably find what you're looking for. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I do agree. I think 
fresh and natural is really the way to go. It also seems to be a lot less expensive. And on top of it, you don't have to store all that stuff. Well, you that's know, sh- what I think too. You know? Oh, the storage. Yeah. So yeah. if you, you know, if you have real pumpkins, I did I did this last year. I do feel sorry for them when they're still in really good shape, but I can't do cross holidays and I need to get no, rid of them. That's right. <laughs> no, yeah. we were saying that at the booth too because we had some pumpkins and we had them next to our Christmas uh, pillows in our <sighs> booth at Round Top. And I said, "Oh no, Yvonne would be so upset. It's cross holidays." <laughs> I know. We were not suggesting to display them together at home. Of course, no, don't try this at home. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, so. When I had to let them go last year, I was uh, gardening. So I just chopped them up and I threw them in the garden. And I told you guys, I got some pumpkins coming up. And I was so excited, but I have to say, um, I don't share a home with other gardeners. And when I was away, my pumpkin died. Oh, no. <laughs> I have one in my raised bed that I have great hopes for. But now it's like I have all my hopes on that one. It's going to be too much pressure. <laughs> too much pressure for that dear little yeah, pumpkin. Exactly. So anyway. Just I let it little... be what it's going to grow up exactly, to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I might get – the pumpkin might only come into its own in like December 12th. And it might be too late, but that's okay. <laughs> then then you, you put a um, – a Santa Claus hat on it and call it a yeah. day. Call it a day. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be proud of it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think also you have to pay attention. What do you, you know, what do you put a centerpiece in or what do you put it on? What kind of a table runner? Do you use a table runner? Don't you use a table runner? I think burlap is gorgeous in the fall. So if I'm going to use a table runner, it's probably going to be burlap just because I love its texture and it just feels like fallish to me. I think that's a great idea and it's super inexpensive. But, mm-hmm. you know, another thing that I think is just stunning are the tartans and the plaids. You know, oh, I love yes. those. And there's so many beautiful tartans. So I think that's another option. Yes. Yeah, so what we have, we're part of the Buchanan clan and we have an ancient Buchanan tartan that has all the fall colors in it. So I'm particularly fond of that one, but there are such beautiful plaids. You're right. And, a, and a, they're usually called a car rug or a thro- wool throw. And you can get them. I'll put a link in our um, show notes for one that um, I've, I've gotten and I actually pass on to other people that uh, would look beautiful. And especially if you're doing an outdoor table and need a fall centerpiece. Oh, that's the that way to do it. Oh, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. And if you're not part of a clan... I'm going to give you this tip. You can just go to Joanne's and oh. buy a yard or two of plaid fabric that you like. And, and then just call it whatever. And you can call it, you know, whatever. The, I don't know. The whoever family's plans, mm-hmm. uh, special tartan, or just, you know, fold it in half, tuck in the edges. You can be an honorary Scottish person for the fall. Yeah, too. roll it you down can, the table. But I'm telling you, look at the Buchanan ancient um tartan it is it's orange it's gorgeous but it's soft it's orange. Really, yeah, really i think soft. is it the rose of scotland um, is really a beautiful mm, one too mm-hmm. there there's um another thing that you can do is you can fill up i i'm i so love cylinders i'm just wild over them like with candy corn i don't think anyone's ever said that before <laughs> <laughs> like get glass cylinders you know yeah i have I know. a whole 
<laughs> I have them in every size, like every width. No, they but are it, incredibly useful. I just don't uh, think anyone have expressed that. I think I that's love nice. them because there's so many things They're you can so do versatile. with them. They're so versatile. They are. But yeah. putting candy corn in them and using them as part of your centerpiece is a really fun thing to do too. Unless you have a weakness for candy corn and then well, you just ban see, that from your house. In my house, this is like when my kids were little. I would do a pretty centerpiece and then I would just like toss candy corn across the table. Mm-hmm. They knew better and not to eat it. Uh, and then my do- one of my daughter's guy friends came over uh-huh. and we're sitting around the table eating and he's just picking them up and <gasps> eating them. My daughter's eyes oh. got like huge as she looked at me and I just sort of smiled and nodded like, it's okay. She's going like, they touched your eating my mom's decoration. That was strategically placed candy corn, young man. Step oh, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But oh, they're my fun goodness. to put. Think about putting something, you know, maybe not as formal, but maybe like really fun. A bunch of candles and a bunch of cylinders of different uh, candy corn. They have all kinds of fun things. They have like the candy pumpkins mm-hmm. and what have you that would really make a real fun centerpiece. Yeah, that is cute. That mm-hmm. is fun. Oh, that. And on that note, I think that's such a great tip. And don't eat that candy corn. <laughs> no. That's bad so, for you. No, and remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody. We want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www decoratingtipsandtricks.com or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. When you subscribe, DTT comes free right to you three days a week. So until next time.